Hey everyone. All right, so let's keep talking about this uh, incredible medicine and the healing it does. Um, I imagine when I think about this medicine, sort of the other way around with the princess and the pea, right? She's on 10,000 mattresses and the pea's on the bottom. So that's a story. Well, in the medicine, it's like you are actually buried under walls of cement, each of which layers and layers of walls, I would call them resistances, each of which carry information that um, you can't digest or process and they're just sitting there. So every time you hit a wall of resistance, and I just imagine them as like layers and layers of cement, right? Like one of those wonderful pastries, a mi-feu, right? There's a million of these little pieces of delicate pastry, you know, in which there's cream and next layer on the next layer. But this is much not as delicate or fancy or lovely. These are like serious walls of cement that carry information in them under which you are buried, right? So you can't, you're buried under them because you had no power in that moment or you were too terrified or it was just too overwhelming for a little child to deal with, right? So what the medicine does is she gives you, in this relationship that you build with the medicine, um, in which you give everything up to the medicine and you surrender to the medicine and you trust the medicine, and in my case, the medicine sort of reparented me, um, I'm able to uh, dynamite each wall um, because, you know, I, I can go up to that resistance only because I've completely surrendered to the medicine and I'm, and I'm willing to, to face it, right? And this takes a while. It's not like today and tomorrow. I mean, there was a guy in our retreat who for five ceremonies just felt horrifically sick, right? And that's because, and at the end got some gurgling in his stomach. Well, that's because it takes a while for the medicine, um, for you to create that relationship, to let the medicine in, to really trust the medicine, you know? You've built massive, massive ego structures to survive, right? Massive ego. You're not going to just give that up today because, you know, you meet a plant spirit, (laughs) Whatever... If the if the ego is really big, it's because, you know, the bigger the, the front, the bigger the back, the bigger the trauma, right? The bigger the ego, the bigger the trauma. And so you're not just going to go, oh, yeah, no problem, you know, carry on, just come in. No. Of course you're not going to just let anyone in, right? At least of all, a plant spirit? Oh, my God, right? So you build the relationship and eventually, and for me, it took a daily sitting with the Ikaros, um... It's like you begin to allow it, you begin to build that relationship. It's like, you know, two people from across the way. You're beginning, you know, you're beginning to build. And it takes a while. And some people go, well, I didn't have, you know, connections, so I'm not going back. People don't realize that this is a long-term build. It's a long-term relationship, right? And, I mean, she's giving you a gift. This is the truth. Um, But again, egos go, yeah, well, you know, I didn't get anything. I mean, I had a friend who did, the medicine and the fifth ceremony, nothing happened, absolutely nothing. And then the fifth ceremony, she just smiled, right? Um, it's not because the medicine isn't doing anything. It is doing something. It's around you. It's in you. But it takes a while for you to agree. And it's because we're built for this 3D. We're built for this material, little tiny frequency, you know, which again, between the, the abyss of birth and the abyss of death, we just sort of do this little life, right?
and we're built for this. So the, in the medicine, it's, it, she kind of basically re-engineers you to be able to connect to, to I call it her, it could be anything, I'm just whatever, right? Um, and that takes a while just for you to, you know, allow for the medicine to come in. Because if you've been traumatized, you don't trust anyone. That's the truth. You don't, you don't trust anyone, right? You're buried under these layers of these concrete walls, each of which have information about what happened. And for you to surface, you know, you're going to have to face each one of these walls. Right? And it's each time you hit one of these walls and you're willing to go up to them is when you feel the sickest and you want to die and and then information is given. Oh my god, you know, here's my dad trying to sell me. Oh, here's my dad abusing me. Oh, you know, that's how it works, right? Or whatever. I mean, this is just my case. Another thing that you don't realize is that, you know, you think, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do it, and you have one little moment of enlightenment, or you know, you see something that's done. Well, that's another thing. It's no, it's not done until it's really done, right? And so it's a process. It's a process. It's a timely process. It's a process that works on nature's time, not on your time, not on your schedule, not on the list you bring to the ceremony. Oh, how's my girlfriend? How's my boyfriend? How's my job? She will just rip that up because you have no idea usually what your trauma is or what's really blocking you because all these events are happening in early childhood. Right? So by the time you get to the medicine, it doesn't matter how old you are, 20, 40, 50, 100, that's deeply buried. If you had a big trauma, that's going to be very deeply buried for you to survive. But you are behind that wall. In other words, it, again, every single one of these walls is an obstacle course to your wholeness, to your being here. I mean, I've been here for 62 years, but I was never here. I'm only just showing up now, right? I was never here. I was just a person under, you know, 10,000 walls of resistance because so much damage happened, right? Who acted a role, but I was blacked out. There was no, there, I wasn't here, right? My energy was just, had built someone to ensure their well-being and to make sure I didn't die. It was never me. And then you're always writing about how you feel and why is this not right and this doesn't feel right. And, you know, you're always in this constant state of internal conflict or apprehension or anxiety about, or you're trying to negotiate life all the time and you're trying to make people into who other things. It's this constant, like, I imagine it, you know, it was like sitting by the seashore where every day you build this, you have to build this, castle of sand that's you and then you know the the wave comes next day and just when the tide comes up it just wipes it out and you have to rebuild it again there's no anchoring there's no compass there's no nut you're just trying to create a person where there's no anchor no compass it's really annoying and extremely frustrating and it's almost like you're always on hot coals because <coughs> you have no idea you have no connection to any of this so as the medicine works its way through you, so first of all, we have to build the relationship. It takes a while. It takes a long time. Yeah. And you might say, I don't want to have this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. I had a retreat. Nothing happened in five ceremonies. 
they're having visions over there and they're, you know, you don't know what's going on with other people, right? You don't know <clears throat> how much or how little damage they have. That's why you have to stick with it. You have to say, okay, you know, at some point the medicine will show up as, as that thing that's going to help you. I mean, it's always helping you, even if you're not responding in the, in the ceremonies. Unless, of course, you reject the medicine and you don't trust it and you don't surrender and all that stuff, right? Or you get some of these people who are really kind of, they like, know it all and the medicine just goes, oh, fuck you, and just moves on, right? And so, and, you know, and so it takes a while to, for her to sink into your system, <clears throat> for you to connect, create a relationship with it. I call it with her because for me it's feminine. And then to surrender. Because remember, you're giving the predators up when you surrender. So one of the, thing about, one of the things about being a child is that you bond with these people. So I bonded with a pimp. I bonded with a very narcissistic, infantilized mother and with a father who was just, you know, this really weird, just weird, secretive guy. It was all wrong, right? But you bond there. And so you build, where you bond, you build, right? And so <clears throat> I'm bonding and building a falsehood to accommodate these people who are using me, right? So there's no, there's no, there's no connection to yourself. There's no, there's no bonding with you. You know, to bond with you, you have to have a loving, safe environment. There's no bonding if there's trauma. You're buried. You're abandoned. There's no one showing up to love you into existence. So you're going to build what they want. Oh, she needs me to ask her 10,000 questions about how she's doing. He needs me to make him feel successful. And the pimp needs me to be his wife. Okay, I'm going to do all of that. And that's layers and layers and layers of concrete walls over you. It's all wrong. So every time something is wrong and you can't handle it, you build a wall. And what that ball is, the prison for your script. You're going to make sure that your script never shows up because you're buried under a wall of terror. And every wall is a wall of your refusal. And so, of course, you're accommodating them, which is all wrong because I'm not them and they don't give a shit. They need their needs met, right? No one's showing up for you. There's no one loving you into existence or nurturing you or caring. They may seem to, oh, you're going to school. No, but they're not. It's clear that the only thing that matters is them. And you then have to invent stories around them to make them into parents. I certainly did. I spent so much energy inventing them into lovely people. I <laughs> was ridiculous. Why? Because you have to survive. And the pimp, well, I just... That was it. I just shut that down completely. That was too horrifying. So, in the medicine, once you make that begin to make that relationship, and it's a trust thing, and, and you won't know. I, mean, I had no idea any of this happened. For, as far as I was concerned, I had a great childhood. <laughs> I had no idea. These people were who they were. And so it's really shocking when you've surrendered a lot when you begin to see, oh my God, I lived in underground caves of pedophiles and my, my mother was basically a huge statue that I couldn't get past. My father was this kind of like, guy sold me. I mean, like what? 
And every time you come to this resistance and you break through it and you feel like hell and you puke and all the stuff, it takes a while to integrate that into your system. I couldn't believe that this had really happened. I was like in shock, like for a few months afterwards, like what? Yeah, you were sold. Of course, I can't remember anything from like three to eight. So, <clears throat> so it takes a while for your system to even acknowledge, because remember you bonded there. Where you bond, you build, right? So I built for that specific condition. It wasn't me, it's not you. It's the cover-up, it's the defense mechanism to ensure that you survive. And you build the concrete wall to forget anything that, I mean, for me, I was in a coma, anything that didn't hurt, didn't, that hurt you or traumatized you. And so of course, not many people wanna do the whole journey, like why, right? Why can't I get this today? I want it today, right? You'd have a psychotic shock if it all came up at once. It's like you surface all that shit. So the medicine, you know, you'll blow up one wall and then you'll think that's it. <laughs> you always think that's it. And you'll be in shock and be like, oh my God, and you feel like shit. And, and you won't want to believe that they did that to you. I think I spent a lot of time not wanting to believe that it was true. I think the, the most difficult holdout was my mum. I just couldn't believe my mum was involved. Yep, in a ceremony I had to see, yep, she too dressed me up to be abused. Kicking and screaming in the back of the car. So you're holding out for not seeing the truth. That's another thing. You won't want to see the truth because you bonded and built there. You can't have them not be who you invented them into, right? Because that threatens your whole existence. And that's the thing about being a child is you think, if I don't have these people, I have nothing. Actually, when you go into the medicine, you go, oh, there's something much bigger going on, this infinite universe of love and care and parenting, and right? So the more you understand that the universe is not just those two people, that actually there's this whole divine plan and thing going on, which is incredible, the more you're willing to surrender. You don't need those parents anymore. But you have to have the security of something else showing up, right? That you can embrace, that you can cushion yourself in. Because that's the thing about being traumatized as a child. You think these people are it. If I don't have these people, no matter what they do to you, hurt you, abuse you, whatever, if I don't have them, I have nothing. There's a sense of like, I will be thrown into the abyss of the dark. What happens in the medicine is you recognize, oh no, in fact, there's this huge incredible divinity that's here that you can't see that you've been severed from because you've been traumatized <clears throat> that's actually the worst piece of the part of the trauma it's not what happened that's already bad enough it's like you've been severed from the everything from source it's like you lose the umbilical cord back you lose this connection to source and what you get in the medicine is a reconnection to source I mean, the amount of divine love, the amount of cushioning, the amount of everything that I got, you know, which was huge, was equal to, you know, seeing the horror I had to see. But I knew that there was this incredible cushion of love and caring that is not in this dimension. It's not in this frequency. You, you can't see the extent of it in this frequency, which is what you can do when you get into this bigger bandwidth, which is the ayahuasca, right, in the medicine. 
So then in that bandwidth, knowing that that's there, knowing that it's guiding you, knowing that it's with you all the time, although it's an ether, you come to a place where it's almost like you come to the other side. You know, one minute you're holding on to these people who are who have traumatized you. And then at some point, you're on the side of the medicine where you've just given it, you've given them up completely. And you completely surrender to the medicine. For me, it took about three years to really get into that space of like, okay, I give everything up. So it takes a while because, you know, you've built a major defense mechanism. Of course you had to. No shame, no shade. You have to, to survive. If you, unless you want to be under a bridge with a heroin needle in your arm. Right? So it's all a process of building the relationship, allowing the medicine to take you into these places, getting through these sort of walls of cement which contain information, which she blows up when you face these walls and you feel like shit and you want to die and then you just give it up and then boom, you get the information that you didn't digest. So what you're getting in the medicine is more and more and more information. And as that information is released, so the emotions, because you had emotions when those things happened, you didn't just go, you know, oh, it's okay that you abused me. No, there's, first of all, there's terror, which is why you don't want to face it. And then there's rage. Do not underestimate rage, anger, right? When you come up to these walls, you're going to have to not only deal with the sickness and the, because you have it in your system, right? The sickness of having to get into this place, right? Then you're going to have to deal with what you see. Oh, fuck. What you relive. Oh, shit. Someone's beating the shit out of you or hurting you or abusing you. And then the rage. That little girl, that little boy did not just get beaten up or sexually abused without those three things. Terror, right? Accommodation, rage. And so I've talked about this before, but forgiveness is not something you just wake up and twang a guitar and go, oh, I forgive. No. You cannot get to it until you know it and you've lived it. And you've you've released the toxicity of the rage. And the rage is like poison. I had three years of just, you fucking cunt, right? Again, everybody's, you know, situation is different. But you can't, you've got to see things in, in, in a realistic mode. It's just practical. If someone hurts you, you're not going to go, oh, isn't that nice that you hurt me? No, you're going to be, you fucking cunt. I'm powerless. You're sticking a dick in my mouth, right? And I have to pretend I like you. You think there's not rage behind that or somebody beats you up or somebody abandons you. You think you're just accommodating because you've got no choice, right? If you're a powerless child, you have to go, oh yeah, of course, you're lovely, even though you stuck your dick in my mouth or your, your finger up my ass or whatever the fuck you did. The child knows it's wrong. The child is terrified, right? So when you're going back, you're going back to relive the actual events with all the emotions that you had to refuse to survive. I had to make it okay. I had to go into a coma. I had to refuse all the feelings of rage and hatred that I had in that moment. Why? Because I had to survive. Doesn't mean those feelings go away. 
It just means they get stored somewhere. You just put, you know, it's like in-law triage. You stick it under the bed or in a closet and lock it. And that's a problem later on. If those feelings are not expressed, they become poison in your system. They just drip like poison throughout you. And then you have cancers and all sorts of shit. You can't live with repressed rage or anger or the acceptance of somebody hurting you. It's sacrilege to nature. Children are sacred. Wakanisha, they call them in the Indians, right? They're divine pieces of source. How can you injure that? To injure that little piece of divinity is sacrilege, right? Because what are you doing? Well, that child then has to refuse its divinity and accommodate your shit. I have to refuse my little divinity that says I shouldn't be, you know, anywhere near this shit and say and accommodate and go, oh, yeah, it's okay for you to stick your dick in my mouth. Isn't that nice? Aren't you a lovely person? I mean, you can't live in that contradiction. Because even though you're hiding it, it's still alive. It's an energy that's still alive. Right? It's an energy. It existed. There's no time space in these dimensions. It's existing within you as a blockage of your truth. It is not normal for someone to beat the shit out of a kid and make it feel guilty or responsible for your life. That is not how this this whole sequence works. Children are here to be loved, cared for, and when they're strong enough, they grow into their own whatever. Their strength is in your love, not in your abuse of them. And what's interesting is, usually, and I saw this just recently when I was home, is that when there's sexual abuse of girls and there's mothers involved, there is a complicit relationship between the, the, the mothers know. They know that their children are being abused. They know it. But the child cannot accept that because it blows your whole configuration, right? Two people have a complicit relationship. If two people are living together 24-7 as a couple, there's an agreement there. It might be unconscious. It might not be spoken. There's an agreement. I will not um, see this because I choose not to see it if I want this relationship. And mothers choose their relationships over their children over and over and over. Because they're scared, because they have low self-esteem, because they suffer themselves, whatever. Which is why it's very difficult to acknowledge, certainly was for me, to say, oh, I kept really not wanting to see that my mother had, had, had participated. Even my mother called me a slut when I was like five. Why would a parent call you a slut? I mean, I, I, was, I had no idea I was being sold to a pimp. So <clears throat> you're coming... You're, you're, so you're, when you're involved in these traumatic, massive traumatic events, you're involved in a complicit relationship between two people. That's how it goes. Everyone in that family knows what's going on. The adults know what's going on. You can't look at a child who's just been abused and go, oh, she's fine. No. You're looking into the face of absolute terror. You're looking into the face of 
of just a pure terror. I'm a mother. Mothers know exactly how the children are. You could just look at the child of a face. The children deliver all the information. You can see in their body language. And mothers know we're completely connected to our children. So she knew. In fact, she participated. Why? Because she was scared of him. And he was more important than us. <coughs> or whatever the reason. It doesn't matter. That's one of the difficult things about doing the medicine is that you are going to see the things that you've refused. Like, I cannot believe she, there was no way that she was involved. Well, yeah, first ceremony, here I am in the car, kicking and screaming. Yeah, and they're taking me to be abused. Right, so <clears throat> we have to build defense mechanisms for ourselves and then accommodate them. And usually, again, these narratives are much bigger. So how did my mother handle um, allowing him to do that? Well, she, like me, went into a coma, refused the truth. How does it come out? Well, in her teeth. Her teeth are constantly in pain. Constantly in pain. If you do something, it's in your system. It doesn't go away. Just because I didn't want to see it, didn't like it didn't happen, it doesn't go anywhere. You just hide it somewhere and then it keeps flaring up because it needs to be resolved. If you have shit that's flaring up, it's because shit needs to be resolved, seen. And most of us don't want to go into that terrifying place. I certainly didn't want to do that, but I had no choice. <clears throat> yeah, I was, you know, I lost everything. I was like, what the fuck? Wake the fuck up. So that journey of blowing up each one of these cement walls, which is full of information under which you're buried, is the process of your surfacing. And in the process of your surfacing, you're going to have to see what you've refused your whole life in the relationship with your parents and who they are, blah, blah, blah. And every time you come up to one of these walls and you relive, and I'm talking not thinking, I'm talking you're right there, it's happening in that reality, in that time space, because there's no time space in the medicine, you go back, backwards, you go forwards, then your version of them starts to break down, right? And when you see them for who they are, so, you know, this, it's like a geezer of rage, right? Your whole body is now changing, transforming. It was, it was sculpted to refuse everything. So as the medicine as you go into all these different spaces, you're being re-sculpted, literally. You're being re-engineered as you're letting go of these walls that you have built to refuse the truth. And then the people are being seen for who they are. So the, the, what I see, which is amazing, is the medicine reparented me, because I had no parents, really, right? It reparented me with love. So when at last I was told, listen, you have to go forgive, I could do that because I wasn't the person I'd built for them. At that point, I had been so re-sculpted and re-engineered by the medicine energetically that I had myself, right? I can't go to the person if I don't, if I'm still bonded with that person energetically in a particular shape because of a trauma, right? So if you're traumatized, you're sculpted in a particular energetic way. And you're sculpted because you're refusing 
the truth in order to accommodate them and build a relationship in that accommodation, which means that you're refused. Like I have to build, you know, a dinosaur to have that relationship with them. I have to build a falsehood to accommodate them all the while I'm abandoning myself, right? So when I could go back and forgive was when the moment that the me- I had myself back. In other words, I didn't have to. My life wasn't, my life wasn't um, built on this falsehood anymore. I'd let that falsehood go because I'd seen the truth of that relationship and the truth of those events. And in seeing the truth of those events and the people, so I got my power back. The medicine literally unburied me. I got my power back. I didn't need to play that role anymore because I didn't need them anymore. I had my own self back, given to me by the love and care and constant, endless, unconditional love of medicine. So all of that goes together, the unconditional love, which is infinite, and also, you know, the courage to go and see what you need to see, which is pretty horrific. And, you know, the bigger narrative that you're going to be presented with as you blow up these walls of information and of terror. So you grow separate to them. And the, the medicine is doing a cleansing. She's cleaning you of their energies. Their energies are stuck to you. I talked about like, you know, thousands of octopus with their tentacles in you. I mean, also one of the things I realized being home was, oh my God, I can be, I can. So in a way we were exiled, you know, we come from Spain and my father was always poo-pooing Spain, how awful it was. I mean, it was like, so we were, you know, what with all this trauma and as well, it was sort of exile. And for the first time I could be there and go, oh, isn't some, this place is amazing. What does that mean? It means that their energy and all the stuff that you were thrown into, all the sewer of their own energetic shit show is removed. Wow, I can be here and really see the incredible beauty and God, I want to live here kind of place, right? And also the obstacle of her, which is narcissistic and the need to always, you know, she used her children to fulfill her own needs. Right, that's been wiped out. So it's almost like, oh, you're actually here finally. I'm here. What does that mean? You've been cleansed of their energetic sewer. And so it's levels and levels and levels as these walls are blown up by the medicine under which you lie. Every time a wall is blown up, in other words, an event is seen, relived, and you accept the truth of that, your power is returned. You are returned. And with me, there's a lot of walls. There have been a lot, a lot of walls of having to, didn't like it didn't happen, shut it down, coma it out. You know, why? Because I need these people. And at some point, you're completely released. So you can't stay under a wall, all right? <clears throat> all the work you're doing in the medicine, it's a, it's a, you know, like literally go up to that wall. That's all you're preparing for in the medicine is a death. You're really always preparing for a death, right? 
You're preparing for the next wall. The next wall. What's, what's under that wall? What else have I refused? Right? You don't want to face it. You're still holding on to your parents. You want it to be like it was before. Because you've built this whole tipsy, you know, topsy-turvy world. Which is all wrong, by the way. In which there is no love. There is nothing. And there's you buried. But you have to go blow that wall up to see the truth. So you're always working towards the next refusal of you. And facing that, what happened there. And then you get a piece of you back. And it's horrible. I mean, you're feeling like shit. You feel, I mean, don't ever, you know, nobody wants to go into an ayahuasca ceremony if you're really surrendered. No, 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 no. It's, it's horrific. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's, it's, it's painful. The sickness is, yeah. <clears throat> but again, would I rather be in a hospital on 77th Street on the jungle, in the jungle all day, every day, right? She's going to tear you open like a rat in a lab and you're going to see the truth. And every time you acknowledge the truth, you get your piece of power back. And you know, it depends how much you've refused. I refused a shitload. I mean, tons. I mean, everything, I think. I, fuck. Yeah, I was just out in a coma. <clears throat> so, it took a few years just to get to, to seeing them, to what they did, the abuse, etc. The rage, all that stuff. The refusal of not wanting to see her as part of a complicit relationship, what she was. Okay. And then forgiveness. So that's all, so it's almost like you're being re-sculpted. Well, that's all done, right? Right, that's been seen, integrated, healed. Energetically, again, this is not thinking, nothing to do with thinking. What you're doing is, is you're coming into your own. Right? She's re-engineering, she's bringing back your soul. She's awakening yourself. She's awakening the power of you. She's awakening the you that went into a coma, that disappeared, that gave, made stories, whatever. So, you know, I can go back and forgive because I've done the raging, I've done the seeing, I've done that bit of this whole journey. Now I can go back and say, okay, I can see you for who you are. No, you, 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 it doesn't mean that you suddenly become a mother. No, you were never a mother, right? You never were a mother. I can see you as a separate person. I can have compassion. I can see your trauma, that you too were traumatized. You too, in a way, were equally as traumatized as I was in a different way. But I no longer need you to play a role. I don't need you to be my mother because I got myself back with the medicine. I, I have the medicine who mothered me back into existence. So I can see you. I can still, you know, again, you don't become, she doesn't become another person. She still was complicit. She did... But I can see her now, not as someone that I need, but as a human being that suffered, that had a trauma. And, you know, she was complicit with him. Of course she was. Because she had her own terror, et cetera, et cetera, right? I can also see that she was a huge obstacle course for all of us. In a ceremony, she was this huge statue I couldn't get past, right? So, it's almost like, all of that structure was collapsed. Everything was seen, everything was collapsed. And then there was a bigger structure, which is the structure of evil. So 
in this awareness, in this bigger bandwidth, you're being collapsed as you get to see the whole story of your trajectory or what happened. So the bigger story was not them. All the stuff they did was another distraction. It was an obstacle course, absolutely. But what they didn't want me to see was the fact that actually I was somebody else in another life, right? Who they shut down. And that in this life, they wanted to ensure that I was shut down forever. My parents were just uh, an obstacle. They were just a distraction. You know, the, the evil had to keep me, and I'm calling it like a virus. It had to keep me there, angry at them, so I wouldn't get to the next piece, right? So in the resolution of them, in the resolution of having forgiven, of having seen, of having been reparented by the medicine so that they no longer have the power they once had to keep me distracted and angry at that position, right? Now the next layer is this darkness, this virus, that it's sort of like that now I have to face head on the virus, the evil, the pimp <clears throat> to whom I was sold. And, you know, where I lived from when I was four to eight, which is in these dark caverns of children being abused and, you know, I, it's horrific, right? So every time a piece of this is resolved, there's another piece, right? So this is sort of like, and then and all the while you're being tested by the medicine, right? The medicine is like, are you willing to see this next piece? Are you willing to surface and resolve this next piece? Now, you may have a few walls that you need to deal with that can get resolved. With me, it ten, it, you know, it's a little bit, it's a little, a little bit more than that, right? Um, so, again, it's these layers of you returning, of you surfacing. You, as you surface, you have to resolve what you were unable to resolve as a child, right? If you're being be beaten the shit out of, there's, you, can't res you can't respond to that. Or you respond, but in different ways. For me, it was like shut down. I could still also be under a bridge with a heroin needle, but I, I, I chose a coma. I didn't like it didn't happen, right? That means it's still alive. So everything that's been refused continues to live energetically in your system, right? And it's a blockage. All, every single piece that you cannot deal with remains as a blockage to your existence, which means you can't surface. You can't be here. If you're holding a blockage, and a blockage is terror, refusal, rage, I would put those three things together. You are not going to be happy about somebody beating the shit out of you. You are not going to be happy about being sexually abused. You are not going to be happy about being abandoned. There will be rage. But the child realizes if it rages, it doesn't get a parent. So therefore, it refuses the rage. So when, these, when you face truths, you usually get three of those things being released. Terror, the accommodation of these people, and rage. And every time you feel all of those, you get a piece of your power back. And you get disconnected from that energetic field. Right? They keep, that means you're being removed from the energetic vortex prison that they're keeping you 
all right? <clears throat> They're keeping you hostage in. Which is why I could go back to Spain and see her separate to me because she no longer has that power over me because those three things, terror, accommodation, and rage, have been expressed. And she's also, obviously, I've seen her participating in the abuse, right? So that will take a while to integrate, right? All of that, right? So next, and the next piece is, okay, well, I, I don't need that. That's fine. I can see her as a separate person. I can forgive her. I've been through the rage. I've been through seeing everything. I know who she, what she did, why she did it. I can see her as a separate person. I can see that she's been traumatized. I can see that all her stuff, but I no longer, I can see her as a separate to me. She's not my mother. Right? Again, you don't read suddenly, they don't become what they were never were. You don't go, oh, she was really my mother. No, she was never my mother, but that's acceptable. I can handle that, right? It's okay. I never, I don't need her to be a mother because I've been mothered back by the medicine. Who's my real mother, right, in a way. They were both casualties of war. They were both used as a distraction from the real thing, right? The evil, this virus was like, you know, keep, I'm going to keep her over here. If she's coming through this medicine, she's going to, you know, stay at the rage and all that stuff. No, no, you're going to get past that. It's like another piece of you is healed. Now the real thing is the virus, is this evil, this pimp. Who they sold, who I was sold to, that was a real problem, right? That had an agenda. In this bigger bandwidth, I was an Indian, I had to be taken down, ambushed, witchcraft, came back as a, <clears throat> as a girl, and they were going to keep my power, right? Ensure I wouldn't always be castrated. So what do I need to do for this piece of the surfacing? I need to face that. I need to face now this evil, right? This, which, which is literally like entities in my system. That's the next battlefield, right? That's the next layer that needs to be taken down. Because they told me in the medicine, they came to get you before you were born. Right, so your story is much bigger than this small frequency. It's always a bigger story. I remember um, there was one person in the ceremony whose mother had passed, and she showed up in her ceremony, like more real than real, and had told her daughter, listen, I've been working with the ayahuasca so we can heal you from generations of uh, suffering and trauma. And she showed up at more real than real in a ceremony to help her daughter, which is insane. You think, oh, that's ridiculous. Well, in a bigger bandwidth, a lot of stuff's going on that can't happen in this tiny frequency, right? So is your trauma intergenerational? Is it coming down the pipe from, you know, the beginning of time? Who knows? You don't know. You won't know until you're in ceremony, right? I thought mine, it, it was about here, it was about this lifetime. Yeah, a lot of it was about this lifetime. But now it turns out, no, it's coming from another lifetime. Something happened in another moment that then is affecting this lifetime and which needs to be healed in this lifetime, right? So for me <clears throat> to really reconnect to my real family, my real family being these Indians, right? 
if I now want to get back that soul that was stolen, right, I need to face down this virus and this evil that lives as an energetic realm inside of me. That tricked me. That made me do things when I was a child because I bonded with it. Now I need to break that bond. Is that going to be another ceremony? Most probably. I don't know. Because you know when you have to go back. I suspect I'm going to be going back to now tear this out. Face this wall in which there is more information to get all my power back. And when I say power, I don't mean power as I'm going to strut across the world like some gargantuan piece of, you know, nasty monster. No, I'm talking about that you reconnect with your soul, with your divinity, with, they call it in the Quero tradition, of your Inca seed, with your true path, right? If you'd had to build this falsehood to accommodate all this horror, that's not you, right? What you eventually are moving towards is reconnecting with your soul. That doesn't mean you get to like, you know, do anything other than be connected, be fluent in that energy, in the energetic realm of the universe. You just flow, you're at one with. So each time you're going into the medicine, you're getting closer and closer and reconnecting. And they would say you become one, right? Because in, in trauma, it's basically a tank rolling over a very fine china teacup. You're just shattered into a million pieces. You're buried. And in this healing, you're surfacing. You're getting your power back to reconnect with who you truly are which is the cleansing of everybody's energy on you. And in this instance, there were many distractions to getting to the truth, right? Behind my parents selling me was a bigger truth, was a bigger narrative that I was involved in, like this epic battle between the light and the dark, which was reconnecting to my true family that came from another lifetime that were Indians who I was a part of, right? In some other lifetime. So you're connecting to your real soul. You're connecting to the everything that you are, to your authenticity, to the flow of being in this universe, in this energetic flow as you are. Not blocked, not sitting at the seashore every day, rebuilding the same sandcastle, hoping that's the right one and then being swept away. No, in this thing where you're a fluid form of energy, right? They say the highest beings have no body, they're just energy, right? A body is a very heavy piece of energy. It keeps you very much in this little tiny frequency, what you realize in the medicine is you're moving into all this other bandwidth of information, which is lighter, right? Which there is no past or future. You're living in it all the time. You can go between it. It's like the older shamans, they would call them the muraya. They could disappear for six months and come back. They could travel to other planets. There was a fluency in this energy that they could move in, right? They say that in the Quero tradition, that when you're this full light, you know, you can 
you can heal me you can heal people i mean you can do all these things because there's all you're, you're you're connected to all the medicine of the universe you're connected to the everything now that's by the way i don't know where i'm going but i'm just saying the less and less heavy energy you are the more and more connection you have to the infinite information of the universe That might not be your destiny. I don't know what my destiny is. We don't know. You won't know. But you will know when <clears throat> you come up against all this turbulence and disturbance. Because if you're in the turbulence and the disturbance, there's a cleansing going on. It's like the washing machine is on, right? You're getting closer to the next wall that you need to remove that has... I call it a concrete wall with information, right, that you are getting past. And once you do it, then there's a settling. Okay, it's going to take a while to integrate that, right? For me, it's been getting to see my parents, what they did, why they did it, blah, 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 forgiving. Okay, boom. All that turbulence is like, it's healed, right? It's done. It's understood. It's your, your whole body has now been re-sculpted. Right? In that layer. That layer's gone. Your energetic field has been re-engineered. Because all that blockage, all that stuff has been taken away because you've dealt with it. You've come up to the wall. You've seen it. You've felt the terror. You've felt the rage. You've, felt the whole, you've seen everything. You've forgiven them. Now, boom. Okay. You've been re-sculpted. That's all gone. Right? Then, so, okay, you're done here. What's the next thing? Well, the next thing is now I've got to deal with this fucking virus, right? Head on. What does that look like? I don't know. I'll know in a ceremony. But it's going to take a ceremony to handle that piece. That I know with absolute certainty. <laughs> it's kind of frightening to think, but yeah, that's the next piece. And you're, the, the medicine is always preparing you for the next piece. The medicine is always re-sculpting you and re-sculpting you and re-sculpting you. So it empowers you. You get your power back to face the next piece of the puzzle. Because in the end, the medicine wants you whole. That's where your power is. And what does whole mean? You're one. That teacup that was shattered in the stampede of trauma is put, being put back together. Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, is being put back together again. Because when you're whole and you're one, you are at one with the whole energetic field. When you're shattered, you're severed from source. I remember I was in a ceremony where I was literally down in hell, and then she showed me I was connected to my higher self and then to source, right? We are all connected to source. But if we're traumatized, we are severed from source. What, call source what you like. Benjamin, McDonald's, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's where everything comes from, right? It's building planets, human beings, dogs, you know, seaweed. It's the thing that's building all of this all day, every day. In trauma, that's what you're severed from. You're severed from home. The journey back is a journey back home. What does that mean? You become one 
with the everything. What does that mean? You might still go, you know, I don't know. I take out dogs for walks. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is. It's that you feel you're back home. You're one with yourself. It's like being back in Spain. It was like, oh my God, this is home. I can finally see it all. It means everything to me. The light, the sky, the mountains, the ocean. Wow, this is, this is home. I've been there a million times. It was never home. Why? Because I was completely saturated in all this trauma. I couldn't see it. Right? So in the end, you become one. You become whole. You get all your power back. And again, it's not power to go conquer the universe and abuse people. No, it's the power of being at home in yourself. You're flowing with the universe. You don't feel discomfort. You don't feel anxious. You don't feel unsettled. You're home with yourself. One of the things about being in Spain was, oh my God, I'm in this fantastic apartment. I've got this beautiful view of the ocean. I mean, in New York, I, I have no view. I'm sitting in this little tiny studio apartment looking at a wall. Well, I couldn't see any of that before. I couldn't acknowledge it. I was so stuck in this dark place of trauma, so refused. I didn't even know where I was. Right? Wow, this is normal. A view, wow, that's amazing. I love it here, right? It's like, huh? But why do I live in a place with no view, in this tiny, like almost in prison, right? I couldn't see it because I was completely fucking buried by all this trauma. So this is what the medicine is doing. The medicine is removing the blockages, the layers of stuff that you couldn't digest, you couldn't integrate. So you can surface. It's like you're a mummy underground. And, she, and you're having to remove every single one of these layers. But again, every time you must see what happened for you to get your power back. It's not you're in an operation and you're shut down. No, you are conscious in those ceremonies and you are reliving the true events right? You have to go in there. You have to relive them in order for you to heal. That's why you barely sleep in the medicine. Because every time you see this, your brain gets rewired. And you, you know that. Your, you know, after a ceremony, your brain's like, shh, shh, it's like it's rewiring itself after the blockage has been removed. The medicine is literally re-engineering you. How many blockages you have, you won't know. How many layers, you will not know. All I know is that this piece is done. The distraction of them is done. Now, I do know it's head on with, the with this evil, with this virus. But what that's going to look like, I have no idea. Even the shamans say, we don't know what's going to happen in ceremony. We just are optimistic. <laughs> I love it's so honest because they're just, they're just channels for the plants. You know, how am I going to sever this bond, right? With this evil, with a pimp. I don't know. What does that look like? What does that battle look like? What does that ceremony look like? I don't know. I'm going to find out <laughs> the next time I go down. 
but I, at least I, what I do know, and it's only in retrospect, is that this piece has been healed. The distraction that they set up, the casualties of war, the people who appeared as my parents, who I bonded with, has been healed. They're no longer a blockage to the next piece. It's a next level of surfacing, of, the, of arriving, of being here, of reconnecting with my heart, my soul, and the energetic fluency of source. God, that sounds so weird, right? Whatever. So yeah, you won't know what you're going to face because you don't know how much you're, sh you know, you're severed. You don't know how much ego you have. You don't know how much defense mechanisms you're really handling that you're carrying you won't know because your defense mechanism is very clever at keeping you right refused and by the way no shade on the defense mechanisms thank god because otherwise i would have died but again once you've used the boat to cross the river you don't need to carry the boat anymore right we're all carrying the boat all the time if we're in trauma the medicine lets you give up the boat Bye.